0: Christians really think that they can drop the mic after spouting Pascal's wager, don't they? What's up, doubters, skeptics, non believers, and everybody in between? Welcome back to Jesus Unfollower, the podcast. It's your boy, Kevin, on the mic, in the studio, just hanging out. I guess we got another 30 days of quarantine. Oh boy, I don't have enough alcohol for this. I think I'm gonna have to go to the store. So I'm gonna bring my disinfectant wipes and try to stay distant from everybody at the store while I get some booze and macaroni and cheese, the bare essentials. All the days are starting to blend together can never remember what day of the week it is. I know that's cliche and everybody's sending the memes around like, what day is it? But seriously, I keep forgetting what day it is. Uh, The other day I sat there and watched a dog video. When I first woke up in the morning, I saw some video of a dog being mistreated and I just started crying. So, you know, everything's going great here. Everything's going fine. After that video, I started thinking about my own dog that passed away a few months ago and Started crying even more, but you know everything's fine. Everything's great. No worries. Hakuna Matata. I really do think that there's a silver lining to all this, and that's for people who are creative to you know be able to pour all of their time and energy into creative projects. I'm not saying that I'm super creative or anything, but being able to pour more time into the podcast, do some YouTube videos, do stupid TikToks and crap like that, it gives an outlet to some of this pent up energy, you know. So. If you are creative, make something, do something. I think it, it helps me to feel better. I think it will help you to feel better if you pour if you draw, then you know draw. If you make videos, if you sing, if you play guitar, pour your energy into that and it'll help to make your time be feel a little more productive and you'll feel more fulfilled. If you're a comedian, put out some funny shit. I've been trying so hard to get a Trump impression down, but I just can't do it. It's so inconsistent. One day it'll sound okay. The next day it'll sound like crap. I just, he's got so much good material. I would love to be able to do a Trump impression. We've infected so many people with coronavirus, way more than Obama ever infected. in his whole term as president, see, it's fucking terrible. It like trails off into this just god-awful impression. And it doesn't even start that strong. So I guess I'll leave it to the professionals. Or I'll sit here for the next 30 days and try to get better at that. I'm talking about pascal's wager today if you don't know the term you're probably at least familiar with the method it's one of the christians go-to arguments and it sounds a little bit like this if i live my whole life as a christian and it turns out that i'm wrong then i lose nothing i just die and i'm buried and that's it if you live your life as an atheist and you're wrong then you spend eternity in hell the problem with this is that there are so many easy counter-arguments. The first of which comes to mind to me is, what if you have the wrong God? What if you spend your whole life serving Jesus, and it turns out that Vishnu is the actual real God? Or it turns out that Zeus is the real God? Then what? They always leave that part out. It's not a black and white, either this God or no God at all. There are thousands of other gods throughout history. What if one of those is, is the real God? Another argument is that if you spend your whole life believing in God, and it turns out then that you're wrong, you still wasted your whole life. Sure, there might be some parts that are fulfilling and that you feel like you lived your life for a purpose, but ultimately, if you live your entire life worshiping a God that doesn't exist, I'd say that there are some problems with that. You probably lost relationships throughout your life that you would have kept if you didn't believe in God. I know that I've lost some because of differences on religion, both when I was a Christian and now that I'm not a Christian. I've lost relationships on on both sides of that. So it's not like if you believe in God and it turns out that he's not real, then there was no harm, no foul. You were probably pretty shitty to a lot of people while you were here. You were probably extra judgmental on those that you didn't side with. If you thought people are living a life of sin, if you don't agree with gay marriage, and so you don't even have any gay friends because you don't even want to open that door. Is it really a fulfilling life? I remember the first time that I heard Pascal's wager. I was probably 18 years old or so. And I was in the truck with this guy that I went to church with. I don't know what we were doing, probably going to witness to somebody at the outlet mall because that's what we did. And he was just baffled by how people could not believe. And we sat there in his truck and he said, it's really quite easy, man. If you believe in God and you're wrong, then nothing happens. But if you don't believe in it turns out that God's real, and you're going to burn in hell forever. And I didn't really piece it together, the logical absurdity of it all, but really I just kind of went along with it like, yeah, you're right, you know. If we die, then we've lost nothing. I actually just recently started up a TikTok account and I saw somebody post it there. And they're quoting the Christian rapper Lecrae because he, this is apparently his go-to saying that if he's wrong, then he's lost nothing. It's the most common, one of the most common arguments that I ever hear or see from Christians is this. And it's very shallow. It's probably the worst possible argument for god that you could make it just goes back to being indoctrinated it's pretty easy to see that muslims could make the same exact argument hindus could make the same exact argument any religion that's ever existed could make the same exact argument you know if they have if their religion has a hell and you end up going there if you don't believe they can make the same argument as christians are when they use pascal's wager i'm on google images right now looking at when I just type in Pascal's wager, what pops up and there's one obviously made by a Christian that has existence of God on the top and personal conduct on the side. And it's like, if God doesn't exist and you're righteous, then, Oh, well, you, you know, you just lived life and died. If he doesn't exist and you're sinful, then you just had fun for your, for the short term, it says short term. So you just had fun for your whole life and then die. If, if, God does exist and you're righteous, then whoo, it says like, "Yay, I made it to heaven. And if he exists and you're wrong, then damn. And it's eternal, eternal damnation. So it's funny because they look at life as being short term when in reality, it's all we got. That's the problem to me with Christianity. Like they have these eternity as their goal. So the life here doesn't matter quite as much. I know that a lot of Christians enjoy their life and they try to just do what's right by their God here. And there might not be a whole lot of differences if they didn't believe, but for those who are really, really religious and they spend their whole life serving God, worshiping God, going to church nonstop, basing every decision, every thought on there being eternal consequences, for them, you know, God can convict them of thought crimes. It's right there in the gospels, you know, if you adultery is the same thing as lusting after a woman to them. And that's crazy. It's dangerous. They think that if you lust after a woman and you don't repent, then there's a chance that you might not make it into the kingdom of God. That's just scare tactics and it's living a life the way you normally wouldn't live it if you weren't a religious person. So they they say it's fun for the short term if we live in quote-unquote sin and there's not a God but it's not short term it's your entire life it's 60 70 80 90 100 years I also think that people don't think about eternity it's a concept that we really can't grasp we can't wrap our head around eternity if you believe in God and you die and go to heaven and you are praising God for eternity just think about it. I mean, that's like thousands of years. And then that's not even the start of it. It still keeps going. Thousands and more years. Thousands and more years. Thousands and more years that you're serving, that you're worshiping God in heaven. Is that that's pretty narcissistic. There's this guy named Pastor David Locke. And you might have seen him online. He's this fucking Christian tool who is just constantly speaking against atheists and he has the worst possible fucking logic and stupidest arguments. He made one video where he said, atheists don't exist. They really believe in God in their heart. They're just lying to themselves." I've got a little clip queued up here from him and it goes right along with Pascal's wager. Take a listen to this. If I am absolutely positively wrong about my faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ and if you are correct that there is no heaven or hell, that there is no God with whom we have to be responsible and accountable to one day, then at the end of the day, when I die, I haven't lost one single thing. I've just believed something that helped me through life have hope and joy. But if you're wrong, and I'm right, and there is a heaven, there is a hell, there is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, there is the truth of redemption and salvation, then when you die, you've lost everything. They love using that as a scare tactic. If if you're wrong, you lose everything. Yeah, and if unicorns are real and there's actually a unicorn hell, and if you die and don't believe in unicorns, then you get a horn shoved up your ass for for eternity, then you're wrong too, buddy, and you're going to have a bleeding asshole for the rest of time. These kind of hypotheticals are just really stupid. Today's shitty Bible verse comes from Leviticus 26, starting with verse 27. If, in spite of this, you still do not listen to me, but continue to be hostile towards me, then in my anger I will be hostile toward you, and I myself will punish you for the sins seven times over. You will eat the flesh of your sons and the flesh of your daughters. I will destroy your high places, cut down your incense altars, and pile your dead bodies on the lifeless forms of your idols, and I will abhor you. I will turn your cities into ruins and lay waste to your sanctuaries, and I will take no delight in the pleasing aroma of your offerings. Mm sounds like a loving god to me basically all of leviticus 26 is just him talking about how he's gonna fuck shit up if you don't worship him classic god that's gonna do it for this episode i'm gonna try to go work on my trump impression it's going to be better next time than it is this time right now people i'm telling you it's fake news we're gonna beat corona okay we're gonna defeat coronavirus we're doing everything better than china We are the United States of America. We are going to be back to work by Easter. I promise you. That's fucking terrible. I'm really sorry. Stay quarantined. Keep your distance. Until next time, let logic and reason guide the way. Peace.